Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language, maybe from us, maybe from the music. We'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. Akagi is, by definition, living a life of purpose, living life with meaning. One, two, three, go. Secure the bag. Today's a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks for making time to hang with us, y'all. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. Yo, welcome to Secure the Bag, the podcast dedicated to helping you secure your bag. Hip-hop is a major cultural influence that touches on many aspects of life. Through the power of hip-hop and its range of lyrical topics, we break down how to secure your bag. Everything from reaching your optimal health and wellness, achieving professional success, constructing relationship prosperity, and most importantly, acquiring generational affluence. Listen, we don't have all the answers, y'all, but we're here to discover them with you as we tackle all the real-life obstacles that everyone faces chasing our dreams. No matter what's in yours, we're here to help you secure the bag. Ain't that right, Will? That's right, Joe. And I think that's interesting. You said no matter what's in yours. No matter what it so, is. That and that's interesting because securing your bag, I know we, we attribute it to wealth so much, but you know, there's there's other aspects that go into to things that you're you're looking to achieve, right? Your Absolutely. bag could be anything. Absolutely. My bag is different than yours. There's some similarities between you and I, but there's people who are completely different. They don't care so much about the wealth. They don't care so much about the accolades. Like Whatever's in your bag, whether it's, you know, something that is more mainstream or something that's very far off to one side or the other, that's cool. But we're going to cover the themes and the topics that every that kind of overarch. There's gonna be sometimes we get more specific, but then I mean, other, other times we're going to be very overarching. And today is one of those shows where we're very overarching. And another thing we're going to mention real quick is that line where I say... We don't have all the answers. Because on this one, bro, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't have all the answers on this week. No, no, not not at all. And, you know, I, I don't think anyone will ever have all the answers. But it's cool to talk about the people that have figured some things out. And we can be amongst them. And we can be one of the people that are in our bags. Because, you, you know, somebody who's been in their bag lately? Like, in their bag? Like, all the way up in their bag? Damian Lillard. Like, oh yeah, he's been in his bag all playoffs. Yeah, he has. He's been in Russell. Yeah, he, yeah. He's been in all that going Russell Westbrook's bag too. He's taking some stuff from him, including all the games in the series so far. Like, jeez, that man been cooking. He been cooking. And you know that that that's somebody that he you know he came from a small school, and you know he really had to make a name for himself. And a, a lot of what he talks about is just being dedicated to his craft. Absolutely. And y'all know we talked about dedication and the importance of it and how to be dedicated, how to dedicate yourself to whatever it is that your craft is. So we're going to roll that conversation of dedication. We rolled it right into the creative process and how to mm -hmm. dedicate yourself to whatever it is that you care about and be creative in that process. And You know who I want to bring up as an example of that? Who you got? And I, I've been sending you his videos like, you know, every other day. And it, it's Alvin Kamara and his, That's right. his off-season workouts. Like, That's he's right. very creative. Him and his trainer, they're super creative with how they work out. And that's how they start to bring out their creativity 
yep. to, you know, really show that determination and get better in unconventional ways. Don't get me starting about the unconventional training methods that man uses, man. I've, I've honestly tried a few of them. They are tough. They are really, really tough. Training in all but, planes of motion, not just, you know, up and down, the traditional bench press, squat, deadlift. Mm-hmm. He's training in all these different facets of, of human movement. And doing that makes him so much better and so much more dynamic in his craft, which is being on the football field. For those who don't know, he's the running back, dynamic stud running back for the for Will's New Orleans Saints. My New Orleans Saints. And you know what it really is? I think he just early on, he he found his purpose and he dedicated himself to to pursuing his purpose. To doing whatever and it takes to be great at his purpose. Absolutely. And so once he found he that creative. purpose, he got really creative. He got yeah. really dedicated. And he's sharing that dedication and creative process with all his fans, all the people that, you know, the kids that want to follow in his footsteps. He's putting that out there into the world, which to me is even even more special than finding it for himself. He's taking the time and the energy and making an effort to share that with everyone else or that that values him and, you know, follows him. So shout out to Alvin Kamara. And like we said, we're going to get into the creative we're going to go from the creative process to actually finding your purpose. And the process of finding your purpose is it's a roller coaster, man. Like there's ups, there's downs, you're riding the waves, uh you have your you have your high points, you have your low points. There's going to be times where it's absolutely exhilarating as you're going through that journey. There's going to be times where it's super difficult and draining, like you feel all the way down at the bottom of that wave, but then right back you're at the you're rejuvenated again. You've got the top of that wave. You're at the crest. And they're gonna go through those ups and downs, and you just gotta be able to steady yourself, never get too high, never get too low, as you go through the process of finding your purpose. Because that's what we're here for. Like that's what you boil down what everyone's on this planet for. And it's to have a meaningful life, which you can't have if you don't have purpose. And speaking of life, will feel like our listeners are pretty damn smart, but some people might not know what a centenarian is. When I said it yeah, out loud I, that time, it kind of sounded like I was saying veterinarian, but that's not what we're talking about. So tell I them what a centenarian is. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't know what it was before You know, we, we caught up with some research for, for today's episode. And a centenarian is a 100-year-old person. Hundred years old. That that's that's a long time, but when you think about it, it's a it's a finite amount of time. Like no one's here forever. Even a hundred so, years is not that long in the grand scheme of the universe. So when you're here, you gotta you gotta live your life with a purpose. And living your life with a purpose actually helps you to become an older person. Like the the more purpose you have, a lot of times it correlates along with some other other uh, themes, to being a, having a, long, a life of longevity. Like, yeah. Isn't there, like, uh, like there, there's stories of people that are very healthy going into old age. And actually, what I'm thinking about is it's, a, it's an anime on Netflix. It's called Baki. Um, Nerd. It's based on... Nerd alert. Hey, man. I, I'm going to keep it real. I saw this. It was like an anime. I had them fighting. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this on Netflix. It's fire, y'all. 
watch it. It's just it's just glorified battle, you know, of two people that are, are well, it's a group of people that are dedicated. I'm not going to spoil the the uh, the show for you because I, I want everyone to go out and watch it. You know, you can let us know what you think about it. Maybe you think my recommendations are lame, but if you're into animes, definitely watch Baki, even if you're not. And there was a very, very old man on there, but he looked super young because he was just driven to be the best. And he had never been defeated. And he finally was defeated. And he just died the next day. He just, his age caught up with him instantly. And it turned out the only thing that was keeping him alive was, was that alive purpose? was his, yeah, his drive and his purpose. Oh, and, wow. you know, it's, it's super, you know, exaggerated in the anime. But then when I was like just sitting down thinking, I was like, wow. So if he had never lost, he would have just kept chugging. But once he took that L and his purpose was being undefeated and being the greatest and someone was in greater than him. He was just like, oh, well, you know, that's it. Absolutely. It's like if you if you don't find your purpose, like, you know, when, when does your body and mind decide to call it quits? Like, I don't want to find that out. I want to find my purpose and just pursue it as long as I can. Exactly. Exactly. Now, we mentioned finding your purpose keeps you alive and healthy, gives your life a longevity. There's a few other things that are themes that, a lot of these centenarians or 100-year-old people or people that just live a long life, there's a lot of themes that they have in common, like diet, for example, exercise, for example, managing their stress levels, uh, uh, having a life purpose like we mentioned before. And there's also places on earth where those things come together and these places called blue zones are the geographical areas where there are more people living to 100 than anywhere else in the world one of them that we're going to focus in on today will tell them about okinawa japan so okinawa japan has the highest rate of centurions in the world and two-thirds of their diet is is sweet potatoes it's what it, dog it, it's sweet potatoes like they're like two-thirds like two meals out of every day, you think of sixty-seven percent of everything they eat is sweet potatoes. Now I don't know if that's like the magic food. Like if we eat sweet potatoes, we're gonna live longer. But I'm gonna assume there's some type of correlation there. But their diet and having gardens, um, you know, gardening is notorious for being a good stress management tool, actually nourishing something and watching it grow. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, actually eating the things that you grow. You know, lo and behold for you, you know, our hunter-gatherer mindset will kind of keep you healthy and keep you in line and apparently get you to 100. Apparently. Sometimes well over 100. And not 100 being decrepit and old and crusty. These people look like they're in their 60s and 70s, but really they're 30, 40 years older than that. And it's because, partially because they live their life with what they call ikagi. Ikagi is living a life with a purpose it literally means a meaningful life it's what you get out of bed for it's why you do the things that you do every day it's it's your purpose it's what guides you it's what guides you for those hundred years living a life with no purpose and living a hundred years sounds absolutely miserable to me so Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure that living a life with a purpose goes into 
these people living 100 years and having a healthy 100 years plus, that's got to be a huge factor. So, well, why the hell are we talking about people in Japan on the other side of the world living to be 100 years old? Why do we and why do the listeners give a damn about that? Well, it's, it's clear that, number one, these people have, have found out, you know, amazing ways in order to maintain their health. And, you know, clearly have demonstrated that they have some purpose. You know, some people's purpose is family. You know, so, some people's purpose is to make as much money as possible. Look at how many old billionaires we got. Like, that, that old money, they say money keeps you alive. I, I think it's their pursuit of money that's keeping them alive. Yep. Um, and... The fact that you're 100, imagine how much time and opportunity you have within 100 years. You know, if, if the average life expectancy, you know, is 70 years, for example, but if you go halfway around the world and you're in Japan, you instantly get 30 more years to life. Think about how many more quality life at that. Imagine how much more you can actually do. How many more memories, how much more of an impact, how much stronger of a legacy you can live behind if you live your life with a purpose. Because think about it too. These people are living longer but with every breath they're making more of an impact. Like I believe it was Abraham Lincoln said it's not the number it's not the number of breaths in your life it's the number of moments that take your in your life that take your breath away. Something like that. Or something along those lines. I don't know who said it. Maybe it was Adam Sandler. Maybe it was Will. I don't know. But that's the sentiment. Did you just attribute it to Abraham Lincoln? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I said I don't know. I'm not sure who it was. I like that quote, though. (laughs) It's a good quote. And think that's the impact that you can have if if you combine living a purposeful life with living a long life. There's going to be a lot of moments that take your, yours and other people around you's breath away. So we'll keep yeah, telling I, them why this one's important. Well, well actually, when you bring up, you know, moments that take your breath away, and, you know, I guess we'll, we'll just call these breathtaking moments, I, I often think, when I think of these moments personally, it's, it's moments where, like, I achieve something that I've worked so hard for. Like, when I've, I've my effort and my work has met a purpose yep. and that Major purpose has meaningful. been achieved made all the hard work meaningful yeah do, do you have any examples you know at top of mind that, that you want to share honestly man like i always think back when i'm thinking about purpose and the future i honestly do think about this podcast because i was literally sitting on my couch one day thinking about the legacy that i want to leave thinking about the energy and the vibes that I want to put out into the universe. And I just sat down and started writing, started writing down what I wanted, what I would want to talk about on a podcast, who I would want to talk to and who I want to talk with and all the different topics and conversations that I thought that might not be an expert on, but at least like I have a passion about things that I'm motivated by things that, you know, make me happy and things that I care about things that I find purpose in. And being able to link up with you and do this on a weekly basis and share this with the listeners and have the listeners give feedback, that shit is really, really, really purposeful to me. 
It gets me through the week. I love the nights that we record. I love the nights that I get to write or that you get to write. We're going back and forth via text messages. I love this shit. Like, it gives me purpose. Like, I'm a different person now that we're doing this podcast. So, I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. But there's four elements that go into your purpose. And that intersection of where all four of those elements meet is where you have the most meaning in your life. It's where you have the most purpose. And this podcast is dangerously close to being exactly spot on in the center of this. Dangerously close. And, you know, no, nothing's more dangerous than than two minds that, that, that are willing to spread a message, you know. And you, you look at some, some of the greats in history and their whole purpose was, was spreading meshe- messages and spreading their passions. And, you know, hopefully our listeners can, can hear the passion that, that we have for this and, you know, can continue to help this grow and give their input and, you know, follow on this journey with us on a journey of their own to discover their own passions because I know we're both still growing. We both still have things on our whiteboards that we need to work on and, you know, things that we want to achieve to to meet the center of this Venn diagram that we'll talk about. But we also talk about small wins. Um, and I just want to bring up, you know, a small win of mine was being able to go to J. Cole's Dreamville Fest. Okay. In Raleigh, North Carolina. Why was that and, so important you know, to you? Well, you know, I've been I've been a fan of J. Cole forever. Um, we both have actually, and have an opportunity to be at his first Dreamville Fest. It got can well, it got postponed from last year because of uh, Hurricane Florence hitting North Carolina. So it got rescheduled for the spring. So it's a ton of people that have been waiting, you know, six extra months to go here, and it was very well organized. It was a very good time. And it was a great lineup that he had there, all the Dreamville artists, but he also had uh, some some featured artists as well, and one of them was Big Sean. And, you know, I'm a fan of Big Sean, especially from the Detroit mixtape. Uh, that, that's probably one of my favorite pieces of, of music, period, but, you know, definitely one of my favorite uh, Big Sean music. No doubt. And, you know, he was he was talking... And he was saying, you know, something that's been on his mind and, you know, he doesn't really get to talk about it all the time, but he wanted to talk to us about it. And I thought it was going to get something real, real deep. And then, you know, I heard S, 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 And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. That's all right. That's my man, Big Sean. We're going to talk about some ass. And it was just like a party out there. But then... When he went to close his set, and, you know, everyone's hype, you know, he has everyone's attention, blood is flowing, he, he was smart. And that's when he hit us with, you know, something just a little bit more deeper, a little bit slower, and he closed it out with the song that we're going to play today for our, our lyrical analysis. And this is uh, One Man Can Change the World by Big Sean. All right, let's get into it. Hola. All I wanted was a hundred million dollars and a bad chick Imagine this a muscle nice and felt like that I had it Back on the mattress, staring at the ceiling, try connected That's what it's all making those attachments I'm talking dreaming so hard, so nice and felt like draft day You know, my 
My stepbrother used to flip them bags outside the crib like it was trash, day. No Kim K, buddy, bag, yeah, yeah. But when you get it fast, money slow down, don't crash. With all the drive in the world, swear you still need gas. Look, think about it. Close your eyes, dream about it, tell your team about it. Go make million dollar schemes about it. Success is on the way, I feel it in the distance. Used to look up at the stars and be like, ain't too much that's different. I be shining, they be shining. Get your one shot, don't you miss it. What you know about waking up every day like you on a mission? And I hope you learn to make it on your own. And if you love yourself, just know you'll never be alone. I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose. I hope and that's the realest thing that you ever know. Hope you get the pretty girls, it's pretty and everything. Million dollar cribs, have a million dollar dreams. And when you get it all, just remember one thing. Remember one thing. One man could change the world. One man could change the world. Man, that, he murdered that, man. That, that shit was crazy. That, that shit was insane. Like, if... if he went on trial because he killed that verse so much. Like he he get off because that shit that shit was crazy. That, you know, ridiculous. He played insanity Easy. on that shit. Out here pleading insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Did he curse at all in that entire verse? One time. So we just did all the cursing in the show because he didn't do any of the cursing. <laughs> well, we said in the disclosure, might be from us, might be from the music. I uh, will surprise you. I don't think he did one well, time. Surprise. Yeah, su- <laughs> surprise. <laughs> surprise, mother lover. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, this was, this was something else. This was something else. So we got, some, we got a, different, a little bit of a different breakdown this week. Where we're gonna break down a longer section of the song and relate it to Akagi, which we met we mentioned earlier on. We we're talking about Akinawa Japan, Blue Zone, Centenarians. Akagi is, by definition, living a life of purpose, living life with meaning and having a purpose. So we're gonna build up the four different elements of what Akagi is, and we're gonna build up to purpose, what it means to live a life of purpose. So we're going to start off with the verse where he's talking about imagining so many different things tonight. It's keeping him up. Like, he's so close. He knows. He has an idea of what his passion is. He has an idea of what makes him happy, what he enjoys doing, and what he's good at. And when you're in that space, you're in that headspace where you have those things all together, you're a dangerous person. Like, you're so close to knowing exactly what it is that matters to you and living your life that way. So there's two components of the element of passion. Passion is made up by what you're good at and it's made up of what you love doing. It's the intersection between those two. I want everyone to go back to elementary school, grade school, and think about a Venn diagram because it's going to be the foundation for the rest of this conversation. A Venn diagram... One circle to the left, one circle to the right. They overlap, and that overlap for this particular circles, these two particular circles, is passion. Now, this is this is whatever the hell your fire is. Whatever gets you out of bed in the morning and gets you juiced up, ready to go, and it's the fire that drives your soul. Like Your passion is what you love to do, and it's what you're good it's, at. It's your pre-workout for life, right? Hell yeah. 
It's your C4 <laughs> to get you boosted up, ready to go. It's your five-hour energy. It's your natural coffee. Like, I don't drink coffee because I don't do caffeine, but when I know what my passion is, I don't need that. I'm already ready to go, and I'm shot out of a cannon when I, when I have that passion. And that's what you got to search for. That's what you got to find. And it's not easy to do. Oh, not but at once all. Once you do it, it's not. But once you, once you know, like we're going to talk about some other things throughout this, the rest of this podcast. But passion, once you know it, you know it. Like there's no denying what you're passionate about. Well, do you, have you found your passion? You know, I, I'm definitely still working towards my passion. It's like I discover, you know, something new about myself fairly frequently but I do know, like, some things that I'm passionate about is, is, like, solving problems. I really like the the feeling of, you know, solving something that either I couldn't figure out or someone else couldn't figure out. So I know that my passion lies in, like, either solving problems or, you know, maybe teaching people, you know, so that's solving a problem in itself. Because if someone, you know, doesn't understand something, when you teach them, you solve that problem. Because you've taught them something that they previously didn't understand. And Yo, I wish I wish that the listeners could see my face right now. Because <laughs> I am literally smiling. Because if you couldn't say what your passion was, I was gonna say what I thought it was. And to me, it is that. It's solving problems and it's learning. Like you you I can see the passion from you. I can sense that energy from you when you're doing those two things. Like you've taught me things. Like you taught me a lot over the over this friendship, and you're going to continue to teach me a lot. And I love learning from you because I get that passion from you. And that that is crazy that it's exactly the first thing you jump to because it's so obvious. I mean, I, I guess you know me as well as I know myself. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you could I say really so. I really love guess you could say what Big so. Sean says here, though. Like staring at the ceiling trying to connect the dots, but it's hard making those attachments. Back on the mattress, staring at the ceiling, trying to connect the dots, but it's all making those attachments. Like, he, you know, connections, attachments. Like, I really enjoy the wordplay here, but I know we talked about Alvin Kamara, you know, earlier in this episode. And, you know, he ends, like, this portion of it with, I'm, I'm talking, dreaming so hard, some nights, it felt like a like draft day. And it's just like, you know, Alvin Kamara, he got drafted to the Saints, and, you know, He's been a dynamic running back for a sense, but we talked about him having passion and using, you know, the creativity in his workouts to, you know, demonstrate his dedication, but also move him towards, you know, we, we use purpose, but he has to be passionate every day to go in and put in that level of effort to do what he does on the field. Um, and Absolutely. Big Sean relates it directly back to sports. You know, we always, we always hear... You know, rappers want to be ballers, and ballers want to be uh, be rappers. Um, and he references draft day here, just reinforcing you know that trope because you know it's just true. <laughs> yeah, and like you think about draft day, you think about all the hard work that goes in to an athlete, no matter what the sport is, reaching that level where you're going from an amateur to about to be paid for the sport that you play, the sport that you love. And that is one of the most tangible, visible examples of what passion is. And again, like it doesn't have to be sports. It doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be any particular thing. But when you know what your passion is and you're up, staying up late at night, thinking about it, dreaming about it, like 
that's how you know you found your passion. Like that's, I love it. So let's keep it moving. Uh, we're gonna move on to profession next, Will. So Big Sean talks, he says, but when you're getting fast money, slow down, don't crash. With all the drive in the world, it's where you still need gas. Yeah. But when you're getting fast money, slow down, don't crash. With all the drive in the world, swear you still need gas. Like that, that to me is dope because he's painting a picture right here about, you know, being in a car, moving through life, physically moving. And this portion we're talking about profession and profession to me, like this is, this is where you're making your money for something that you're good at. It might not mean that you love what you're doing. It might not mean that it's doing something great for other people. But this is where you're getting the bread. Like This is where you're making that money. This is what you get paid to do because it's a talent. It's something you're good at. It's something that you are so good at that someone else is willing to pay you to do it. Yeah, and like where when I think of where I am in this Venn diagram, like this is you know close to to where I would see myself, you know, and honestly, it's it's not where I want to be, and that's where I know like I'm still driving towards, you know, my purpose, um, because you know having a profession that you're passionate about, I think is is a difficult combination. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, being able to have something that you can be paid for that you're good at, like, it's great because you know that you'll always have a job. You know, you'll always be able to feed yourself. And it gives you a sense of satisfaction that you found, you know, that thing that you're good at. Um, but, you know, it mentions, you know, as part of the Ikagi structure as well, that when you're in this type of zone, like, you, you risk a, a feeling of uselessness. Um, which is hella depressing. And like, there's people who they just accept that. They accept being in that space of just having a profession, going through life, making money for something that they're good at, but there's no, there's no fire behind it. There's no, like, they don't have any joy doing what they do and they're not creating good for the world. So they feel usefulness, uselessness and they don't, even care which to me is the most insane thing ever like they're literally just living to pay a bill to have a house to have a car and all that stuff has no meaning because they don't have those other components those other elements going into the profession so that to me like i would never want to be there and i would never be okay staying there like i know you said this is the closest to what you feel as far as like your day-to-day -day, but i think you're leaving out all the other stuff you do for like th the wrestling team that you coach or like the conversations that you and i have or the friendships that you have or the relationships you have in your life i think this profession piece is where most people get caught absolutely up. It, it becomes like your, your central focus when you think of workaholics it's they're they're chasing some sort of pride. They're chasing some feeling of satisfaction, but there's just there's inherently just something missing. That that feeling of being busy is like a guise of having purpose. Um, Absolutely. And I, and the world doesn't really need it. I think that's like 
where it really hurts. It's like you're doing something professionally that you're paid for and that you're good at. You can even be paid yeah, well. Paid well you but, can really enjoy the paychecks. But like, <laughs> are you really changing the world? Like, if you decided to not do it, like some people would be sad, but you know, it's not impacting the world. You know, you. I think teachers, for example, that's that's something that they're getting paid for. They can be good at, and it's something that the world needs. Um, so we're moving into the next st- into exactly. the next phase. The way you're describing a teacher, you know, a teacher who cares about what they do, who knows that they're making a difference for the people they're teaching mold and the minds that they're molding, and they're getting paid mm-hmm. to do it, that isn't a profession. By definition of a cocky, that is a vocation. Right. That's the sweet spot where your job brings good to the world. Like, This is where money meets a sense of worth and positivity that's going out from you out into the universe. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of the teachers that I know, they do have an excitement over their job. And it's really exciting to know that, you know, I, I remember, you know, growing up, elementary, everyone knows like their elementary school teacher. You might not remember your high school teachers, but you sure enough know your elementary school teacher. Um, because they just pour so much into you at a young age and you arguably see them more often than you see your parents. Uh, Absolutely. But, you know, when... In school six to eight hours a day. crazy. They're there for eight to ten hours a day. Like, that is... That's amazing, the impact that you can have, especially when someone's so young and you're the one constant thing outside of, you know, parental relationships and familiar relationships. Kids that are young don't know any other adults other than their teachers and their parents and, like, their parents' friends and family And their members. excitement of being there to teach you, it's, it's infectious. Like, if you've had a boring substitute, you know it's like, you ain't the teacher. You, you don't... You're so excited that next yeah. day. You are so hyped for your teacher to come back but that what, when day. But I, when I talk to teachers now, I see the same excitement, you know, that I experienced as a student. And But there's also, you know... You can imagine, like, a lot of teachers stay at the same school. There's a sense of complacency, you know, among some teachers that, you know, might make it a career. And you'll, you'll see some of them that are older, and they just have turned into just a, a world, world machine. They're going to give you the same test every year, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there's always just, like, a sense of uncertainty about, you know, whether or not what they're teaching will last, if it's, you know, really impactful. And... Honestly, you know, some teachers can feel a sense of emptiness at that point if, you know, they find that the world needs what they're doing and they're paid for it, but they, they start to just see it as a job. And, you know, when the evolution leans that way, it's really tough to see, you know, when, when some teachers get to that point. We've all had teachers like that that were clearly there for the check. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Now, once you, you mentioned that you can kind of be in a space where you get complacent. Now, this next element of Akagi is, is your mission. There's not complacency with the mission. Like, this is where you are just balls to the wall. You're pouring everything into this because you know that these two components that make up your mission... You know, there's they're so important to you because one, the first one, uh, the first component of this element is the love. Like you love doing this. This is what you absolutely love to do. Like 
you get it's is similar to your passion, but in addition to that love, your mission is built up of what the world needs. So you care about what you're putting out to the into the universe, the energy that you're giving off, the vibe that you're producing, and you love doing whatever whatever it is that is your mission. So you're combining your love for what it is that you have found that you're that you're in love with and you're combining it with the joy and you know the feeling of worth that you get from doing something that you know is good for other people and uh, having a mission there's it's kind of a, a understood you know limit to it like you just won't make money off of it um there's a catch twenty two. So it's it. like, wow, you love it, and it's something that the world needs. Like, as proud as you are, and you're gonna do it regardless. You're gonna do it whether it makes you money, whether it is something you're good at. Like, you're on a mission, and you're going to do everything you can to complete that mission because you love it, and you know the world needs it. Whether it's sacrificing your financial health, whether it's something you're not great at. You're going to pursue that mission wholeheartedly. And that sounds great. But just like all four of these elements, passion, your mission, your vocation, your profession, there's something that's missing. Like none of these is is full. Like none of these is a life of purpose. None of these is a life that this isn't what we're going for. This is not a cocky. These are all really, really close. Like having a passion, having a mission, having a good profession, having a vocation, they all sound like positive things because they are, but they're not full. They're not a life full of pa- pa- of purpose. It's not Akagi. Akagi is where all four of these different elements meet synergistically and have the absolute fullest purpose. So Big Sean ends this verse where he talks about passion, profession, vocation, and mission. And then he brings in the chorus, which is you know the main reason that I wanted to use this song for this episode. It builds on top of all four elements and gives you the full holistic circle of Akagi, which is your absolute purpose. So he goes into the verse and <laughs> like, there's just so much, so much in these four lines that we're just gonna go ahead and play it back for you real quick. I hope you learn to make it on your own. And if you love yourself, just know you'll never be alone. I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose. I hope and that's the realest thing that you ever know. Hope you get the pretty girls as pretty and everything. Million dollar cribs, have a million dollar dreams. And when you get it all, just remember one thing. Remember one thing. One man could change the world One man could change the world You know, I really like the fact that he uses the word hope so much. I, You know, number one, he's like, I hope you learn to make it on your own. Like that independence, being able to you know, go out and pursue things like that. That's what we should hope for everyone that's close to us, that if they go out on their own, which at this point, just about all of us have, that we make it. 
Mm-hmm. And then the second one is, I know, you know, a few episodes back, we talked about, you know, being on social media and, you know, how it has increased depression amongst, well, just amongst people in general. But he says, if you love yourself, just know you'll never be alone. And because when you're finding when you're finding your purpose, there's gonna be some times where you might be hitting on two out of the four, three out of the four mm-hmm. cylinders, but you're still gonna feel like some of that shit is missing, and you're gonna feel like you're just you're alone, like you're in the you're in an abyss. Like being close, being on the edge of finding your purpose is something that I'm dealing with right right now, and. Well, we were texting about it. I think I might have sent this to you, but I kind of described it as being at, it feels like being at the top of a high dive and you know that you're, you're about to take that leap of faith. You're about to go for that triple backflip and you've never done it before, but you have this feeling that you know you can do it and being right there so close, like on the edge you can feel the breeze in the air. You can see the people watching you. You can feel the anticipation building in your gut. And you have the confidence that you can get it done. But you've just never done it before. Like, that is a lonely spot, being up there, you know, 20 feet above the water. I mean, yeah. But once you find all four spots, you, you find all four elements, you find the connection, you've got your purpose, you just got to take a leap. You got to do it. Yeah, that, that, that high dive... Um, analogy is it, it definitely hits home because you get to the point where you know you've been working so hard you've had your goal you've been looking up the whole time and you finally reach it you know your reward is being able to enjoy the ride and that ride is is that jump down that plunge because you're, you're Absolutely. plunging into something that's is brand new it's unknown territory especially after climbing for so long. And and that leads perfectly right into this ne- into the next part of the ver- of the does. course where I hope you get everything you want and that you chose. Like finding your purpose is a very intentional process. You can't just go through life and like stumble over your purpose. You had to figure out what it was that you wanted, what it was that you were good at, what it was that the world needed from you. And how you can make money doing all of those things. So you had to work, you had to want, and you had to choose. Like, you had to be very, very intentional finding your purpose. And I think a good example, I was actually watching ESPN 30 for 30 last night, and the special was on Junior Seau. And I didn't like, he was born and raised in San Diego. And then... You probably got to tell some people about who Junior Seau is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Junior Seau, uh, pro football Hall of Fame linebacker. He played for the San Diego Chargers, Miami Dolphins, and New New England Patriots. He unfortunately never won a Super Bowl, but, you know, he was a renowned businessman. Uh, He was a television show host, and he was just a a loved member of the community, and he um, unfortunately in 2012, three years after his retirement in 2009, he he took his own life. Uh, but he's remembered favorably by everyone, and really, you know, the his death opened up a lot of people's eyes to the, the issue of CTE in the NFL. 
So, you know, in that sense, he became a martyr. But, you know, it's it's really sad to, to you know, for someone like that to have passed. But, you know, his story is, is outstanding. You know, he was a high school athlete that was just a star. And once his parents, his father particularly, found out that he was athletically gifted, he didn't have to work. His All his brothers, you know, his siblings, they had to work. But he, him... He just had to go to school, and he had to play sports, and he he was all state in basketball. He's all state in football. Like he was, he was a hooper, and he was a baller, and he was passionate about it all. Uh, and they had a story uh, from one of his, you know, teammates on Christmas. You know, he was opening up gifts, and it was eight in the morning. You know, San Diego, so it's sunny out, and he looks out his window, and he sees a shirtless Junior Seau running. And. No surprise. You know, in though. high school, he's he's working out on Christmas morning, not taking a day off because early on, not only did he discover his purpose and his passion, but you know his family did too, and they supported it. And you know this cat, he worked hard, and he didn't make any excuses because he committed to USC. He, you know, he's all American linebacker in high school, committed to USC, playing California, and. He didn't qualify. He failed the SATs. And he didn't make any excuses. He just said, you know, I I can make a ton of excuses right now, but at the end of the day, it's, it's on me. And, you know, I'm going to take this one on the chin, but, you know, I'll be back. And he spent that year that he was ineligible in the weight room. He took that frustration out on himself and built himself up. And... When he finally did get on the field his sophomore year, he only got to play special teams because he he basically didn't have the discipline necessary to play like the traditional linebacker role in their system. But his work ethic and his grind, people just couldn't deny it. So they fit their whole defensive scheme around him. And Jordan, this... <laughs> I've seen the man play. This man... He he ended up being you know defensive player of the year in the Pac-12, uh, which is you know the Western Coast Division One football conference, premier conference on that side of on that coast, and he was just killing it to the point where you know this is his junior year. He didn't even play his senior year. He elected to go pro, and guess who drafted him? Who that? His hometown, San Diego Chargers. So all his high school teachers, all his friends, elementary school teachers, all the people that, you know, he had to look in the eye when he didn't pass the SATs and he felt like he let down. He was a hometown hero. Absolutely hometown hero. And the crazy thing is, like, the accountability throughout that story, like, hold himself accountable to get up, work out on Christmas Day. The accountability to accept the fact that it was no one else's fault that he didn't score well enough on the SATs. The accountability, uh, you know, when he didn't have the discipline to fit the defense that they ran, uh, he, you know, he he just had to keep overcoming, and he had to do it on his own a lot of the time. Like, he had to look inward to himself and have an internal dialogue and a discussion and make the decision on his own. Like, you can have people, like, throughout the whole song, Big Sean says, I hope you see it for yourself. Like, he's basically saying, I hope that it happens for you. And there were people telling him that I hope that it happened for him, that he made it in his music career, that he made it for himself. 
But as much hope as Big Sean, uh, the people that he's talking about in the song, hoping for him, or Big Sean, or uh, Junior Seau's family, hoping and wishing and like making it possible for him to find and follow his purpose, you still have to make it for yourself. Like you still have to make that decision on your own because if you don't, you're never going to reach your purpose. You're never going to find it. You're never going to be able to pursue it. So finding your purpose is very, very personal. It's very intentional. So you have to be able to do this stuff on your own. Like you have to have the skill set to follow your own dreams, make yourself accountable because purpose is, it's the real meaning of this journey that we call life. And there's going to be some times where you have people to help you, guide you, and push you in the right direction, but you still have to be able to do this one for yourself. And, you know, something you're passionate about might not be something that you're good at right now. It might be something that you need to learn. So when you're looking for your purpose, you know, ask yourself those four questions. What am I good at? What does the world need? What do I enjoy? And, you know, most importantly, what, what can I make some money from? What can you make that money from? Secure the bag. And, you know, so, so, and all four of those questions are part of securing yeah, the bag. Yeah, they are. Because they really are. Like We focus a lot on the money sometimes. We focus on the business side. We focus on your financial health. But you also have to find something that you enjoy. If you have all the money in the world and you hate what you get up to, to do every day, I've been there. And that shit sucks. It sucks. It's terrible to get up and you know... From 8 to 5, all you're doing is something that you don't care about, you have no enjoyment from, and you're only doing it to cover some bills or to buy yourself a house or to buy yourself a car. Like Those things are going to feel empty. You're going to resent that house. You're going to hate driving to work in that car. You're going to hate driving home to that house. Like If you know that you just have to spend a third of your life, eight hours every single day doing something that you hate, then the money doesn't mean anything. And then you can say the same thing about what the world needs. If you can't answer the question of what does the world need, then you're going to have a little less sense of purpose. You're not going to have that full holistic Akagi that we're looking for and talking about throughout this whole episode. And if you're not good at something, <laughs> it's going to be tough to do the other ones. Like Just because it's something the world needs doesn't mean that I can go and be... You know, I don't know. Like, I can't go be the astronaut right now without being good at what it takes to be an astronaut. <laughs> like, I couldn't just get onto a space shuttle right now and go go to the moon because I'm not good at. I'm not. I don't haven't. I haven't done the work that goes into being good at being an astronaut. So just because the world needs it and it might be something I really enjoy and I can make money from it, it doesn't. You have to have all four of these questions answered. In order to have really found your purpose. How, how do astronauts get paid? Like, I don't know. Us? NASA? Like, do, I don't do they know. get like an astronaut grant? Or do they get paid like NFL players? <laughs> like, I mean. For each mission you complete? Yeah, do, do, do I sound like a five-year contract? You know, five-year, $10 million contract will sign to be a NASA astronaut. Like, is that, that how it works? <laughs> That'd be really dope for the astronauts. But I don't while, know. <laughs> I don't while know, you're though. searching for your purpose, uh, a method that you know I experienced for the first time in graduate school at Wake Forest, uh, and you know I've done it multiple times 
since joining the workforce is, is mind mapping. When you start to, you know, look at different pictures and start to pull them together and basically create a montage of number one things that interest you, but how you want your life to look like is one of your goals to, you know, like like Big Sean said to have to have a pretty girl or for the, the lady listeners to to have a tall, dark, and handsome gentleman. Um, sorry, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> Dark and handsome. <laughs> but, you know, uh, to just swing this back to the business lens just a little bit, you know, one thing that you can use to do these mind maps is Pinterest. And we actually talked about their IPO uh, a few episodes ago. And yep. they finally, you know, the price for their IPO literally got released one hour ago. And it's... Pro- $19, $19 a share? $19 a share. For... How many billions, boy? Ten billion dollars. So billion not only is a it a B. platform where you can start to mind map and you know understand what your passion may be just through searching through and starting to you know build together a board if you're using Pinterest or a collage if you decide to you know print them out and create some artwork for your home. But you know this this whole aspect became a profitable uh, venture for your investments as well. So if you, you have $19 in your account right now, you can per- purchase a share of Pinterest. And um, as that company grows, Real easy. Your, your bag can grow too. Um, but you know, that, that's, Absolutely. that's that business drop for today's episode of Secure the Bag. Secure the Bag, you know. I think, uh, I think we covered everything we had to, man. We brought it today. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling really good about this episode. I'm really excited for the listeners to share what they think their purpose is, where they're at in finding their purpose in that whole process. Uh, we've been getting a lot of great feedback. We're going to start doing answer. We're going to start answering questions on the show. So continue to submit your questions, email us, hit us on STB podcast, like on the Instagram, get at us, let us know what questions you have for us, what topics you want to hear about. Um, you guys have been great. So please continue to be great. Um, Will, I'm going to give my win today first, and then I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you finish, (laughs) but I got to give my win today. (laughs) So my win today is actually a win for tomorrow, and tomorrow being our next episode. My win will be that the podcast is available on iTunes podcast. We will be on iTunes before the release of the next episode. I promise y'all. You know what? I, so that's my win today for I, tomorrow. I think that's perfect. Especially you you got a new tattoo, didn't you? I did, man. I got the new one. I got the new ink. And, you know, I, I think it has a little bit of podcast inspiration to it as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. For y'all that know, uh, the logo for Secure the Bag podcast has a chevron on it. So the chevron is very meaningful to me. And the reason that it's meaningful is it just reminds me to always continue moving forward, which is what when today is all about. So I got the pod, I got the tattoo for a few different reasons. One of them was to can have a remind a constant reminder to move forward. It's on my left forearm, so it's actually where the blood starts to flow. So it pumps from my from my heart, right in the chest, down the left arm, and out into the world. So. It's really, 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 really a lot of thought that went into this one. 
Um, I have five chevrons on my forearm now, one for me and each of my four siblings. So, ton of meaning. I'll throw it up on the Instagram, let y'all see it. Um, but let me know what you think about the podcast. Let me think you. Let me know what you think about the tattoo. And I'm so so hyped for y'all to have another avenue to listen to the podcast with my win today for tomorrow of having this podcast on iTunes. You know what that? Well, what you got? My win today. It actually, I I want to give a shout out today, and I want to give this shout out to. And we brought him up earlier, and it's it's Alvin Kamara. Like, really watching him get after these off-season workouts, you know, it's, it's really inspiring to, number one, see the creativity that he puts into it, especially since he, he plays for, you know, my team. But, you know, it's inspiring to, to know that, hey, there's someone out there that's working hard, and for whatever I want to perfect my craft as, I need to be working just as hard with just the, the same amount of creativity, and he's not doing it on his own. He has a trainer and, you know, might not have a trainer, but, you know, discussions on this podcast and, you know, my everyday discussions with Jordan and my other friends, you know, that they're my trainers. They're the ones that are helping me grow. Um, so, you know, I, I want to make that my shout out for day, uh, today, Alvin Kamara. I love it. I love the creativity from Kamara. I'm very happy now that the NFL schedule came out that the Eagles don't have to face him this year until the playoffs. Um, but yes, his creativity, his dedication uh, to him having found his purpose and chasing the hell out of it. I love it. Will, close it down, man. Man, I, Jordan didn't do it any, couldn't do it any better than Jordan there, you know, letting you know if you liked it, hated it, planned to never listen again. Or want to listen to us every single day of the week? Let us know wherever by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast, or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail dot com. We love or uh, yeah, hit them with the IG or you know follow us on the Instagram at STB Podcast on Instagram. Get at us, and we'll be on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. So you can listen to us whatever, right. wherever you get your podcast. And, you know, we talked a lot about purpose today, but, you know, nothing in this life comes without giving, you know, praise to the big man upstairs because he really makes it possible. So I want us to close out with a little bit of Ultra Light Beam by Kanye West. Love it. Ultra Light Beam by Kanye Yeezy. Yay. Ultralight Beam. Here it is. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace! We on a ultralight beam. We on a ultralight beam. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is everything. This is everything Deliver us serenity Deliver us peace Deliver us love when we need it You know we need it You know we need it Now I'm in need you now 
Pray for Paris. Pray for the parents. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. We on a ultra light beam. We on a ultra light beam. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is everything. Blessings, why oh why'd you do me wrong? You persecute the weak because it makes you feel so strong. Don't have much strength to fight, so I look to the light to make these wrongs turn right. Head up high, I look to the light. Hey, cause I know that you'll make everything alright. And I know that you'll take good care of your child. Oh, no. I will shield your name. I will feel their questions. I will feel your pain. No one can judge. They don't, they don't know. They don't know. Foot on the devil's neck to the drifted Pangea. I'm moving all my family from Chatham to Zambia. Treat the demons just like Pam. I mean, I fuck with your friends, but damn, Gina. I've been this way since Arthur was Aunt Eater. Now they want to hit me with the woo after Bam. Trying to snap photos of family. Uh. My daughter looked just like Sia. You can't see her. You can feel the lyrics of spirit coming in Braille. Tumming of the underground, come and follow the trail. I made Sunday candy, I'm never going to hell. I met Kanye West, I'm never going to fail. He said, let's do a good ass job with Chance 3. I hear you gotta sell it to snatch the grand me. Let's make it so free and the bar so hard that it ain't one gosh darn part. You can't tweet. This is my part, nobody else speak. This is my part, nobody else speak. This little light of mine. Glory be to God, yeah. I'ma make sure that they go where they can't go. If they don't wanna ride, I'ma still give them raincoats. Know what God said when he made the first rainbow? Just throw this at the end of fucking late for the intro. Uh, I'm just having fun with it. You know that a nigga was lost. I laugh in my head cause I bet that my ex looking back like a pillar of salt. Uh, cause they've left the script on your ass like Wesley and Spike. You cannot mess with the light. Look at the channel from 79. We on a ultra light beam. We on a ultra light beam. This is a god dream. This is a god dream. This is everything. Everything. I'm trying to keep my faith. But I'm looking for more. Somewhere I can feel safe. And in my holy world. Father, this prayer is for everyone that feels they're not good enough. This prayer is for everybody that feels that they're too messed up. For everyone that feels they said I'm sorry too many times. You can never go too far when you can't come back home again. That's why I need... Yeah!